welcome future millionaires to the creation of millionaire podcast my name is cody dean and on this episode it is my very first interview so i'm excited for that if you want to be interviewed reach out to me on instagram at underscore cody dean underscore and we'll get you on the podcast enjoy i've spent the last four years learning about money and how it works and how to create it now i'm on a journey to create a million dollars in my life the biggest question i have is how am i going to do it This podcast is the answer. This is my journey, and I will show you how I do it. Join me as I learn, share, and apply sales, marketing, and business strategy to help me increase my income to the million dollars. My name is Cody Dean, and welcome to The Creation of a Millionaire. Awesome, guys. I'm super excited for this episode. I have one of my good friends on that I'm going to be interviewing. And I've been able to work with this individual for uh, almost about a year now. Um, We work closely in sales, um, working with him in his sales and increasing his uh, revenue. Almost, uh, I'll have to ask him if he's up to a six-figure income yet. Um, But super excited for him and his future. Um, and what he has got plans with tiny houses and his plans for changing the world and monetizing his ideas. So I'd like to introduce you to David Kay. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Cody. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you for being on. Thank you for your time. I know time is the greatest asset that I tell people on uh, the show. There's the five currencies and the number one currency, the most valuable currency that we all have is our time because once we spend it, There's no way of getting it back. And so um, we appreciate you being on here. So um, for sure, you are the very first interview that I have on here. And so my my goal for doing this interview is to learn how you have made um, your moves of in the career of sales and monetizing Mm -hmm. and making more money and then how you're using that money to go out and and make a difference in the world so um, yeah for sure tell me you know just so i know about you but like my listeners they may they, they want to know what your backstory tell us about your backstory and, and kind of uh what you've gone through to get to your point that you're at right now yeah for sure well so uh much like a lot of other people um we live in the big city or we lived in the big city and uh, rent was just getting kind of outrageous. Um, every year it was just going up by like a hundred, two hundred dollars. Um, so found myself in the best job that I had had. It was a previous sales job. Um, and I was making like the best money I had made up until then. Um, just about, I don't know, like around 70, 80 K or something like that, but just found myself like spending all of my money on rent. Um, so that's what it felt like. Um, so me and my girlfriend, um, she was also making good cash too, but both of us felt the same way. Um, just spending like 1,500 a month, something like that on rent, um, just for this little apartment and, um, just watching a lot of videos. I had been a fan of tiny houses for a while and I was just watching them on YouTube with her. And I was like, we should just build one of these. Um, you know, (laughs) a lot of them look just as nice. Yeah. It's just a regular apartment. Um, and it just saves you a tremendous amount of money. So um, basically this wouldn't have come together if it hadn't been for friends that I have. Um, I went out and visited one of my friends who builds um, houses for a living 
that I've been friends with since I was like 13. Um, he moved out of state, but uh, he put together a pretty good um, estimate for us on what it was going to cost and everything. And then his other friend had actually uh, set up, set up a layout for the design of our tiny house. Like he had already come up with the concept of the shell. Uh-huh. So we went and we sat down and just talked to him and he was really nice. He helped us design our layout and didn't charge us anything. He was just a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, shout out to Ryan um, and to Chris as well for building it. And then my buddy came and he built us the shell. So we're still like mid process right now of finishing up the tiny house. Um, but what we want to do is just really, if you're allocating all of your funds to your living space, um, one thing that really motivated us was we like to travel and kind of see the world. Mm-hmm. And we'd also like to make the world a better place at the same time, but we didn't really want to be tied down to a large investment in a home uh, when we could make a much smaller investment and have a similarly comfortable living situation and also not have to be um, hassled by like the burden of a mortgage. Um, Yeah. My dad actually, he owned another home and he refinanced it before he went on vacation. And there was just some shady stuff that was going down um, after the bubble burst by a lot of the banks. And he actually ended up like losing the home. And then he had this big court battle. He got the house back and just seeing him go through this entire uh, just charade um, was just really disappointing because he had been like a faithful, you know, paying mortgage owner for so long and he just refinanced at like the worst possible time. So yeah. So we didn't want to go through anything similar to that. So we decided to go for the tiny house. Um, So that's where we're at currently. And uh, that's that's pretty much my little intro there. That, but ask awesome. away if you have any questions. And uh, you're you're actually recording right now in your tiny house. It's like half finished, right? Yeah, precisely. So like right now, we've got the outside um, pretty much 100% finished. Um, we did a really interesting thing with the insulation. Um, at my last job, um, my old coach, his brother does Energy Star renovations in New York. Uh-huh. So he recommended that I do this insulation process because it just shoots the R value through the roof. Um, The R value is the rating for how well your house is insulated. Um, And what he said was that basically, if you think of your house kind of like uh, one of those thermoses that keeps your liquids really hot, um, the way that they do it is by having an air bubble. So it's like two sheets of metal with an air bubble in the center. And because air isn't able to transfer in and out, it can keep the beverage hot for like 24 hours. Um, And it's the same concept with your house. So the less uh, air you have traveling in and out of your home through little cracks, through the insulation, um, all these hundreds of thousands of tiny little cracks, um, that's when you lose all of your heat and you have to spend more on heating it. So what we did is we have a layer of insulation on the outside of the house um, that goes on top of... uh, a layer of plastic that they put on just the outside of most homes. Um, It's like a single direction plastic. So it lets the moisture out, but it doesn't let it come back in. Um, So we have that insulation on the outside, then just some cedar siding on the side of that. Um, And then on the inside of the house, we have another layer of that insulation, the foam insulation, the foam board. And we're going to foam around all of the edges. So that will give it more of a seal. 
and then you put another layer of that plastic that's on the outside of the house on the inside of the house um, so it lets the moisture escape but doesn't let it stay in there um, but also gives it one more layer of protection from the air traveling in and out and then you just finish it like a regular wall and right now it's actually fairly cold outside we have a really small very tiny just like standard heater you can get it like walmart <laughs> for like 20 bucks yeah. and it's heating the entire house up um since we got this last layer of insulation and in, it's been holding the heat um, quite a bit so just to make it as efficient as possible yeah and you definitely have to keep it all efficient because you're going to be traveling with the tiny home you know maybe once twice a year i don't know how often right we got to keep those expenses yeah. low um i don't know exactly but uh um, I think that's really cool. Very smart because um, going back to like what you were saying about, it seems like most people, their biggest chunk of their money goes to rent at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you talk about it before as like a, like a demon that's just like eating away <laughs> your income. Kind of sucking away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, go yeah, ahead. Liking it, trying to be in a, in like a rowboat and, um, you're concerned with getting to your destination, which would be like retirement, say for financial goal is, but as you're trying to paddle towards that, you also have holes in the rowboat that are filling the thing with water. So you're also having to take time out to empty your rowboat as you're trying to get to your destination. Uh, the sooner you fill those holes and you don't have your finances leaking out, the sooner you can actually get to that destination of retiring and just doing what you want all yeah, the time. Exactly. And it's interesting. I was, I had this, um, this topic of van life on one of my other episodes and how like almost like mm-hmm. most people, I'd say majority of America could retire quote unquote right now, if they were willing to sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, a big home, a super fancy car, um, and certain things. Right. And just live off of the five right. to 500 to a thousand, two thousand dollars a month. Um, Mm -hmm. the other half wouldn't be able to because they don't have that recurring income that's coming in. And and we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Um, but for you, like what's your, your, your big thing that you want to accomplish with having this, the tiny, the tiny house you've, you talked about getting rid of, you know, the different expenses in your life, but like, what is your big, your big goal? What is that you want to accomplish? Uh, yeah, well, so I would really like to be able to spend, um, the majority of my time, ideally, I'd like to start a charity, um, and just run the charity, um, just full time would be my ideal thing. Um, I really think that, yeah, um, just with humanity in general, if you look at the way that we've kind of evolved, um, in societies, the more advanced we become in certain realms, the more power we get, um, the more we're, we all benefit. So for example, what I mean by that is uh, pre-industrial um, revolution, you know, we were having to do all the work in the fields, say with like uh, animals and just human labor, um, or even going back further than that, when we were hunter gatherers, um, we were all these independent tribes running around. So there was a very uh, small amount of specialization that may occur. So you might have one guy who does arrowheads better than anyone else. So he might specialize in that, but it's a much more limited. Um, When you enter into like an agricultural society, 
the freedom that that gives you, it's actually less efficient than a hunter gatherer society is. Oh, really? Um, just resource wise. Yeah. Um, hunter gatherers actually have more downtime than agricultural um, cultures do. But um, the nice part is that you can have more specialization. So you can have a, a guy who just makes bread all day. You can have a baker. So what ends up happening is you net as a society more pro more of a benefit from that because one person gets very good at making bread, but you could also say one person gets very good at doing heart surgeries. So, you know, pre-industrial revolution, you know, you don't really have the capacity to be able to do that because so much of your human resource is tied up in just gathering basic sustenance. Um, so if you kind of extrapolate that upon all of society, what you see is that uh, individuals that could be giving us a tremendous amount of benefit um, with their ingenuity and just their, the way that their mind works and their exposure to different aspects of human culture um, may be stifled because they're busy just trying to make ends mm -hmm. meet. Um, I saw a documentary recently on, well, not documentary, it was a movie about an actual event that occurred about this uh, kid in this African village who managed to put together this wind turbine um, and the wind turbine was able to get water to all the fields so that they didn't end up running into this massive famine that they were all anticipating. And it was just because of his access to that small amount of education and human understanding that he was able to save his entire village. Wow. Um, so the way that this all ties back to my charity um, that I want to start is that I'd really, I really think that as a species, we'll all net a much larger benefit if there are certain things that are just uh, given, that are just, you're certain that you, you'll never have to deal with the lack of food, you'll never have to deal with the lack of education or a lack of shelter. Um, those are just basic human necessities. Um, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you want an individual to be able to aspire to the higher levels of human consciousness and just uh, comprehension, uh, it's much easier when you have those basic needs met. Um, so you're not having to use up so much of your time just on those basic resources. So the goal would be to focus on it in a hierarchical, hierarchical fashion. So you go after the basic needs first so that you help. Um, and we're already seeing tremendous amounts of advancement in this area anyhow. Um, uh, not me personally, but just human society yeah. in general. There's a lot less people starving now. Um, but first things first, you know, you have to make sure people have sustenance and then afterwards would be shelter and then would be education. So just trying to tackle all three of those. I'm not sure if we're going to do it in conjunction or if we're going to try to focus on the basic first. Um, it makes most sense to me to focus on the food aspect of it first, just so that people aren't starving to death and then move on from there. But yeah, that's really neat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for long term <laughs> that, that's awesome and i think it's huge and i always talk to people about having goals and having a big vision and it gets you in the right direction and, and then as you're moving that direction you'll be able to fine-tune everything and honestly you shouldn't be able to fine-tune everything up front you're, you'll figure out the steps as you go but it's good you have that direction and mm -hmm. and uh for those that are listening i want to look more into it um the competitive advantage and comparative advantage um, are the terms in, ec in economics is what you're talking about of having someone specialize mm. in something and then it actually makes the economy better because you have one person doing something that they specialize in 
and the other person is doing something that they specialize in that I think that's awesome I think that's a really amazing goal for you to to uh to be going for because yeah you know the there's this quote I I'm not sure who says it you know motivational YouTube videos you can see that um one of the quote was mm-hmm. like you know the the place that has the the best ideas the most value that you could go is the graveyard because everyone dies with their ideas because like you're saying like people so many people they spend all their time just getting ends meet and yep you know having the a house or rent suck half of your income or even a third of your income the debt to income ratio right now mm-hmm. i think is like 4.2 or something like that so like 40 Two percent of your income could be going to service debt and not really to be servicing your actual needs or your goals for the future. Um, and so it sounds like for you, your biggest goal is to to eliminate as much um, expenses as possible upfront, and then you can use that money to then go other places and invest it. Yeah. Well. And I know I just talked about the charity for a while, but the other half of our <laughs> whole tiny house thing is definitely self-motivated. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really feel any abashment for that either. I just uh, definitely like to see new cool places. Um, so that's what our other half is um, just because the freedom that we'll get financially from not having to worry um, once we have our land purchased and everything um, about any real expenses um, home-wise, all that extra money can then go to um, super awesome vacations and also increasing the frequency of vacations. So you get to go on a lot more and you, you basically get to enjoy your retirement while you're still young and able to really enjoy it to the fullest. Um, not to say you can't enjoy it when you get older. It's just, uh, you know, a little bit more enjoyable. You can get around a little bit easier. I yeah, think definitely. And that's one of the last things that most of my followers, I believe have that same feeling is like, last thing they want is to get old just to be finally mm-hmm. able to retire and then be like, great. Um, now I'm just going to sit and watch whatever the streaming services at the time. Netflix may be around, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, it was like, I don't right. want to be able to use my body while I can and uh, not be burdened by the expenses overhang. Right. For sure. It's just, it's the better time of your life really to be able to go out and meet people and just see the world. So, so that's, that's what we yeah, want to so do. For you, like, what is your biggest challenge, biggest struggle, like whether it's internal, external that you're going through and that you're dealing with, with this, this big goal of, you know, getting a tiny house, limiting expenses, mm-hmm. the desire to start up a charity and really change the world and humanity with getting everyone their needs met. Like, What's your biggest struggle that you you're currently having internal and external? I'd say that like my largest struggle, it's been pretty much the same one for a very long time for me. It's like, I'm very good at coming up with good ideas. (laughs) I feel like that's my personal opinion, my ideas, but um, (laughs) who doesn't think about their ideas, but um, I just, uh, I feel like I'm really good at ideas for things that I'd like to accomplish, but bringing them to fruition has been kind of difficult for me, Uh whether it's been like, Uh, monetary blocks or um, just feeling like the goal is so lofty that it's like something that's almost out of reach for me or my current capacity just not knowing where to start so uh, things like 
it, your mentorship have helped me out a lot and just kind of being able to align myself with those goals and to, instead of just um, thinking about them fondly, um, I, I read I read somewhere that people get the same sensation when they think about donating to a charity as they do when they actually donate to the charity. So oftentimes people will think about doing a nice thing and they get the warm buzz of altruism and then they never actually do the thing. So <laughs> that's kind of, you know, uh, what I've been going through, but um, just trying to get things actually launched and bring them to fruition. So just helping navigate that course and uh, putting things together kind of in a syntax. So it's uh, less intimidating because it has so many unknown factors, but just going through and systematically identifying what needs to be done to, you know, bring those to light and be able to actually accomplish your goals. Um, so that's, that's really what's been beneficial for me and um, helped me get past that major roadblock of mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the entrepreneurial world, we talk about shiny object syndrome and how literally you'll be walking, metaphorically, of course, and you'll be going down this road toward your goal, and then you see something shiny, and you're just like, oh, what's that over there? And you start wandering down that path, and then you're down right. this rabbit hole. I'm sure we can all uh, relate to that with the internet, of course. Like, click on this, and then click on that, and then click on this, and then next thing we know, we're at someone's photo of a friend of a friend of friend on Facebook or Instagram and we're like how did I get here we look up from our phone and right. like, crap like where am I <laughs> right exactly what day is it how long is it been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I feel a lot of people you know are, they feel the exact same way of like they have these big dreams and these big goals they're like man I just want to be financially free I want to be set for life I want to retire I want to start up this business I want to make you know create a tiny house um but then mm -hmm. they get distracted by it that's that's actually huge yeah I would just say if you have like a big goal that's like that and you've been ruminating on it for a while uh just bite the bullet um you know I know it's a little bit scary you know jumping into like the cold water or jumping into the deep end and not really knowing what's going to happen um, but if you take that step regardless of what ends up coming out of it whether you accomplish your goals or you don't you'll be just put it this way if you're on your deathbed you're not going to regret all the things that you decided to play it safe with and not try to go for you'll be regretting the things that you thought were a good idea and you didn't actually go for them so just remember that always think of yourself in your old age, um, not just where you're currently at and <clears throat> excuse me. And then just try to kind of base your life off of that and jump in with both feet and, you know, great things can happen when you do so. Yeah. I mean, you have definitely taken action up to this point. You're almost done with your tiny house. I mean, how soon, when do you think you'll have it done? Uh, well, so that's kind of actually another little interesting thing. So um, up until recently, um, one of my issues that I started running into, um, one of the reasons that I actually transitioned out of my last job was because they did some pretty severe cuts to our commission um, quite suddenly. Yeah. So it uh, suddenly dropped everyone's uh, pay rate down to about a third of what it was before. So uh, I'd say about 80 to 90% of the company ended up just quitting um, but I found a, another sales job, um, 
So I finally reached a point for, for a little while there, my issue was just the income wasn't matching the pace at which I wanted to work on the tiny house. And now I have the opposite problem. I've got the income coming in, but I don't have the time to work on the tiny house. Yeah. So uh, it's a good problem to have, but um, I was projecting it out to be done um, by April, but now just given my, um, my own work rate, my own capacity for building things. Um, I, I was just overestimating my handyman ability uh -huh. by, <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of like, I'm hoping I can get it done by the end of summer. Um, the only thing that's going to slow me down is just myself and how quickly I can build it. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm hoping that by the end of the summer, we'll have the whole thing finished, uh, inside and out. Yeah, managing that time and, and put allocating it. It's, and, uh, it's tough when you lose a stream of income. I've definitely been there myself where you have a huge cut in the income and, and uh, whether it's now it's your time that you have a cut or no, or it's your money that has a cut. Um, but you work through it. You made it happen. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's one thing I think is uh, a real blessing when it comes to sales. Um, and I, I, I'm, really grateful to one of my friends who was in sales for years. He, he actually encouraged me greatly to get into sales. I was very bashful and I didn't know if I really wanted to go for it. Um, I mean, I communicate well with people, but it just there, there's always, um, and I mean, if you're in sales, you know, this. there's like a negative connotation that a lot of people hold when it comes to sales. They just think of people as like sleazy. Um, but really there's nothing sleazy about sales. You're just helping people. You're just helping people get what they want. And more oftentimes than not, you're giving them a better deal than what they can get on their own if they weren't interacting with you. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I've got no qualms with that. Um, but he told me that if you get a job in sales, you'll never be, um, you'll never be out of demand. People will always need mm -hmm. you. So I went, I did it. I jumped into sales and I'm really glad that I did. Um, it's definitely been the best experience I've had so far as far as working, the best environment, most encouragement. And just like a great, uh, with a lot of jobs, um, people can be very petty because they think that they can stab someone in the back and get ahead. But in sales, there's much more of an environment that's, yeah, that's like supportive. You know, people, because there's a, a mutual goal there, you know, the company wants you to sell, you want to sell. So you're all aligned with the same goal. Right. You accomplish something, everyone celebrates together. Um, people aren't just trying to pull each other down. So yeah, yeah, just got to mean positive mental attitude. <laughs> and you we actually had this conversation uh it was i think it was today actually or maybe it was a little earlier this week where you 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 have almost two bachelor's degrees right that are almost done almost yeah. finished and you're like man i'm debating if i should uh go and finish those degrees because i could go spend that money on the education and it'd, it'd be great because you finish up the degrees or you'd be making the same amount of money yeah, or less that's, that's just, I mean, and it's kind of a unique situation as well, because, um, you know, other degrees, I'm sure if you have a double bachelor's, you're going to be making um, a lot more, but um, I'm also in a really good sales job right now. So I'm making um, good money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, it, it just gets to a point, I, I'm definitely going to finish my bachelor's at some point in time in the future. Um, but it's not as pressing to me as it would have been a couple years ago, because I'm currently making like, I'd say um, about two times as much as what I would get if I had both of those um, degrees um, just in entry-level jobs. Like I've looked into it. Um, I'm already making way more than I would 
having those degrees. So yeah. I, I mean, I still want them because I worked so hard for them, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm less motivated to go and finish it because I just have more income coming in right now. So if your main goal when you're going to school is so that you can increase your income and then you have a situation in which you're making more income than that degree can give you, it's just not really logical to pursue that degree um, when you're not planning on really using that for your career. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. And there's a unique situation for everyone. Um, definitely, I would want a, a doctor to go to college to get a, a degree before working Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, certain education and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, man, so. Yeah, definitely not bashing on higher education. I definitely appreciate higher education. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so any final advice that you have for the, for the viewers and listeners um, that you have? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, um, just like really two things, just like if you, like I said before, if you're like, if you have something large that you've been meaning to tackle and it's been kind of like nagging you in the back of your mind for a while, um, just, you know, do your future self, um, a huge favor and don't procrastinate. Just realize that you're doing it out of, uh, you know, love for your future self and you want to cause a better environment for yourself and your family and, there's no shame in that. There's no shame in wanting more for yourself, wanting more for your family. And um, then also the flip side of that, I would say, just try to keep in mind, bear in mind that true happiness isn't derived from your material possessions. Um, you're going to get that sense of contentment, um, whether you have a mansion or whether you have a small home, um, you'll get that same sense of contentment out of your community that you connect with because human beings are social creatures so we're meant to interact with other people and you can do that with a dollar a day. You can do that with a million dollars a day. The important thing is just to recognize that human beings are worth more than any material good. Mm -hmm. And um, just to kind of, that's, that's my personal philosophy. So that's what I kind of try to keep at the center of my um, actions and my long-term goals. Um, but I think it's a good one for a lot of people to adopt and really the best people that I've met. Um, I think all share a similar life philosophy. So that would be my advice is to uh, look inside your own heart and see if that's what you agree with. And if it is, then just try to center that as your um, life philosophy and then just go from there and it will bring you contentment. Man, David, that is awesome. I appreciate you being on the uh, podcast. Um, we'll definitely have to bring you on once you finish the tiny house, once you um, start traveling and uh, some someday in the future have you again on the podcast just see where you're at and with your charity and with your goals um, where can the followers follow you and find you on the internet yeah um, so right now it's pretty sparse but we are um, getting everything together and getting it in gear so there will be more material as time goes on but um, you can find us on instagram tiny house big vacation and on youtube uh, there's really not much up right now, but there will be a lot more in the near future. Tiny house, big vacation is your handle, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, awesome, man. So uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been David K, or you can find him at Tiny House Big Vacation as he goes and changes the world one tiny house at a time um, through his charity. <laughs> I like that. That may be your slogan. Change the world with a tiny house at a time. <laughs> right. 
Awesome. Okay, guys. Well, yeah, thanks, Cody. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great you night. as well. You guys be great so you can love with liberate and create your freedom. We'll see you next time.